Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, Jimmy. Welcome back to the podcast. This message is for all of you preppers. Prep. Got to prepare, prepare, prepare. Uh, Action, baby. I want to inspire you to take some action today, baby. Uh, Hey, before we get started, uh, we're six days away from the five-day podcast challenge. I'm going to teach you how to create, grow, make money, all that good stuff with your very own podcast. Just go to new.everydayissaturday.com. New everydaysaturday.com each day for five days next week i'm going to be teaching about those topics and more and by the end of the week hey you should be able to launch your own podcast no problemo Uh, i'm gonna be going live every day on zoom and i'll be streaming it inside of our facebook group that you'll have access to as well it's all free no charge new.everydaysaturday.com so hey i want to take you back to 1992 which was about 100 years ago doesn't the 90s for those of you that are in your 50s doesn't the 90s seem like yesterday? I mean, when the Bulls were winning their their six world championships, my beloved Buffalo Bills were in the Super Bowl four years in a row. I mean, doesn't it just, like Tiger Woods just came out of the scene in, in 97. I mean, it's just now he's, you know, in his mid-40s. Why, why was the 90s, why was 1995 26 years ago? I don't understand that. It must be something having to do with math. I don't know. But I was uh, going on my very first outside sales call in Watertown, New York. Now, if you don't know where Watertown, New York is, uh, it's right around the end of the earth and just kind of like a little bit further than that. It is cold, cold. You've heard of upstate New York. Yeah, this is up. If you think of Albany and Syracuse as kind of like the center of New York, you go north an hour, hour and a half from there. That's where you boy. I wasn't even living in Watertown. I was living in Sackett's Harbor, New York, which is a village of about five people right on Lake Ontario. So this is how smart I was. I said, hey, I want to live on the lake. I'm going to get an apartment. Uh, me and my buddy Darren at the time, we're, we're, we're selling Yellow Page advertising for the 9X Yellow Pages. And I went from telephone sales. I got promoted to outside sales. So I went from making a base salary of $9,900 over the phone. Check this out. Targeted earnings, 23000 For your boy! 20 college credits, most of them gym and health class. Now, actually, my target was going to be 60000 My base was twenty three. Wow, amazing. I Seriously, man, I know you're laughing at me, which is fine. I get laughed at a lot. When I heard the number 23000 as a base, like I, all I had to do was fog a mirror just to get paid twenty three grand a year. In 1992, I, lotto ticket. Like I hit all numbers in the Powerball. And my target was going to be sixty grand. Like the most my mom ever made was $17,000 ever. I was like, oh, yeah. So I was going on my very first sales call, but now I had to wear a suit. And I was going to meet people face to face. And this is 1992. I'm 24 years old. 
I still haven't discovered gel in my hair yet, so I got the old Dumb and Dumber bangs look on my head. And I'm not even kidding. I've posted this photo on my Facebook page a number of times. And so I'm going out on my very first sales call looking like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber with my brand new wool suit on that I got at JCPenney. And I was dressed. Uh, I was dressed for a funeral, I think, of an old guy. But I was definitely dressed. And so I'm preparing. And I've got all my research done. And all the guys in the office are giving me the hardest time. And we're like, dude, just go on the call. I mean, you don't even know if the guy's going to be there. And you got all this research out and how big of an ad you're going to propose and all these things. And they were right. Not looking back, they were a thousand percent right. They weren't being negative, although most of them were really negative. But they weren't being, they're were just like telling what I'm telling people now, 28 years later, just go do it. <laughs> it's like, what are you waiting for? So I'm like, yeah, okay, I just got to prepare a little bit more. And have you ever found yourself just preparing, preparing, preparing? And have you ever thought this? All right. Have you ever thought, man, I'm just putting off the inevitable? Like, I think at this point, I'm overprepared, but I'm just, I'm afraid to go and do the actual thing that I just, I know I got to do. I mean, that's totally natural. I hope you felt that. I felt that about just about everything I've ever done. It's like, hey, I just got to go do it. I'm like, ugh. And so, yeah, that's where I was. And my very first outside sales call, I was petrified because I looked like I was 14 years old. And I, and, and I knew I was going to a business owner. This guy owned, I believe it was an auto parts store. And I was petrified. I was absolutely petrified. I did not want to go see him. And finally, I just said, all right, got to go. I set the appointment. Hey, Joe, it's Sam Crowley. I'm coming over to meet you. I didn't even get Joe. I got a secretary, which is even worse. Oh, my God, he has a secretary. He must be like a president of the, of some huge company. So, like, oh, God, I got to go on a call. So I got to the call. I waited in the parking lot. And I just sat in the parking lot and sat in the parking lot. And I got there. My call was at 10 o'clock in the morning. I got there about 9.20. Uh, just to make sure that I was uh, prepared. I can't believe I did all this stuff. Now that I know I'm a ready, fire, aim guy, like I am the epitome of the ready, fire, aim guy, I will try anything without even thinking. I can't even believe I had this mentality. But I got over it real quick, as you'll find out why. So I go, uh, finally, 40 minutes of sitting in my car and just almost wetting myself. I go into the sales call and... You know, Joe puts me off, it puts me off, and finally sees me maybe 10, 15. So now it's kind of been an hour since I've been at the location. And I go in to see him, and he's not really an angry guy or bad. He just doesn't have a lot of personality. And he doesn't, he never talked. And I didn't really understand that he never talked until he actually spoke. So I did all the talking. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Good. Hey, Tim Crowley, Nanak Shallow Page 1 Pro. Yeah, 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 here's your ads right now. But I think you should do a half page ad, uh, white knockout, red, blue, the whole nine. I think I, I, I think he was spending about $40 a month, and I recommended like $2,000 a month. And it's Watertown, New York. I mean, it's not New York City where everybody already knows the guy anyway. And this is Yellow Pages, you know. So I figure, well, you know, the old adage uh, prep, uh, pitch him the two grand a month package, and, you know, he'll settle at 500 a month, which is still 10 times what he's spending right now. Winning! Didn't work out like that. Here's how the whole thing went down. I didn't shut up the whole time. Didn't let him talk at all. Went through my entire pitch book, which I, nobody goes through a pitch book unless you're 14 years old on your very first sales call. And he just sat and watched me the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. And then I was prepared, though. I was prepared for every objection anything like i laid awake that night before i was re i was role-playing to myself 
cost too much. Everybody knows me. I'm not spending that kind of money. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, hey, so it's $2,000 a month. What do you think? And I'm getting ready to say press hard three copies. Joe. And he says, I don't want it. Just like that. Let me say it again. This is how it all went down. Now, granted, I'm in my wool suit with my tie, crisp, starched white shirt just for this call, prepared for two days. He's singing the objection to me, singing. I don't want it. I'm like, why is the dude singing? What's going on? What's happening? Am I in the twilight zone? Am I a candid camera? Why am I in Watertown, New York again? And how can I drill a hole right below my feet and fall through the floor? Because I don't know why the hell this guy's singing to me. Come to find out, my boy has a really bad stuttering problem. And the only way he communicates most of the time is through song. I wish I was kidding. I am not kidding. Now, as a stutterer myself, I thought this was even a more crueler joke that maybe somebody was mocking me because it took everything I could not to stutter on the sales call. And now I've got Mel Tillis singing his favorite objection back to me that I don't want it. And I didn't know what to do. So I said, okay, well, do you want to just renew? He said, yes. Like, great. I got out of there with a renewal. And I got back in my car and I said, I am never ever, ever spending that much time preparing for anything ever the rest of my life because I did not prepare for a man to sing back to me. An objection because he could not talk because he was a stutter. Now, I used a Mel Tillis reference. If you don't know who Mel Tillis is, he's a singer who, as part of his comedic act, used to sing to people because he couldn't talk. He was a stutter. That's what I was up against. And so the moral of that story, and I'm glad I learned that lesson in 1992 because I never prepared again and I actually crushed it in sales. Not only did I make 60 grand a year, I made over 100 grand a year over the next eight years as a sales rep because I knew that the best way to get results is to throw myself into the fire. It's not that I didn't prepare at all. It's just that I spent very little time working out different scenarios because I knew that you couldn't prepare for every scenario that you simply had to go out and do it and then you had enough wisdom because you failed and boy did I fail that wasn't that wasn't even the worst sales call I'd been on if you can imagine that I've got a number of them that had to do just from that year that 1992 so uh, fortunately that night there was quarter beer night and karaoke at the Holiday Inn and that's where I found myself uh, drowning my sorrows with the sales guys who were laughing so hard, I believe one of them split their belt buckle in half. They told me. They did tell me. And I never made that mistake again. And I'm encouraging you today, my friend, that I'm not saying don't prepare. But I am saying you just got to go and do whatever it is you've been thinking about doing. Because you're never going to be able to play out every singing scenario. Single. <laughs> I meant to say every single scenario. Freudian slip. Every single not singing scenario that's going to happen. Just go out and you know what? Have a good time and have some fun. Because the one thing I was able to do from that day is laugh. And boy, I still laugh. Look, that was 29. Well, it was the winter of 92, 93. So it was 28 years ago. And I tell the story like it happened two days ago. And I tell that story 
It's one of my favorite bar stories to tell, actually, about the good old sales days. Man, I got a lot of great sales story. Find a salesperson who's been doing sales well. They got a lot of great stories. I just want to encourage you. Don't worry about failing because you're going to gain a lot of wisdom from it, and you're never going to make the same mistake twice. And that's what I love about life, baby. I get excited about the air going around in the room, though. Like, I get fired up. You know, I got my bad days. I get depressed. I get down. You know, I find myself judging myself and being really critical and things like that of my family and myself and hard on my kids and all that. But I think if you were to really take a look and just follow me around over the course of a 24-hour time, I am super chill compared to how I used to be. I am not wound that tight anymore because I really appreciate being able to actually do what I love to do at this age. Come on, man. I'm playing with the house's money. So get out and just do it. Just do it. Don't prepare. All right? Just do it. Figured I'd sing the ending to you. Have the best ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.